Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. We had a question come in about Plan B. That is the both contraception and abortion pill. They, it can work both as preventing the sperm and egg from ever meeting and it can function as an abortifacient. So the question is this about Plan B. Has the Catholic Church looked into it on how it works and also what is the p- church's position on the pill? This person said, I thought it would be a reasonable argument against abortion about Plan B, especially in cases of of rape or incest? This is a great question. It's one of those moments where we need to clarify, first of all, what Plan B is. Plan B is not just emergency contraception. And even if it was, it wouldn't be acceptable. Plan B can function as a contraceptive where it prevents sperm and egg from ever meeting. But Plan B can also function as an abortifacient, where sperm and egg have met a new distinct human life, all the chromosomes, all the genetic makeup for the future of that current living person is present. Eye color, skin tone, even characteristics and tendencies, good and bad, are present in that genetic mo- makeup of that zygote that is a baby in the earliest stage of human life. Well, plan B can also essentially what I refer to as snuff out this life in the earliest stages of development by preventing it from attaching properly to the uterine wall. It helps to make hormones and mucus levels so that they're imbalanced so that a baby cannot properly implant inside the mother's uterus, therefore trying to kill the baby along the process after having been fertilized, creating a new distinct human life, trying to kill the baby in its journey that it makes through the fallopian tube and to implant in the mother's uterus. So that's how plan B can work as a contraceptive and as an abortifacient, one or the other. That's the fail safe that actually most contraception today has. It doesn't just function as contraception. It functions to also potentially kill babies in the earliest stages of life. So this comes to the question of does the church accept plan B? No. But this actually does get into an area of theology and conversation that's very important. What about in the cases of rape? Well, did you actually know that Catholic hospitals actually do give a plan B in certain cases, not all cases, when a woman has been raped? And here's why. And I think it's very important that we understand this. So plan B can function both as an abortifacient and as a contraceptive. Now, in the instance where the medical hospital is able to collect enough data and confirm through looking at hormone levels, progesterone levels, and what is known about a woman's cycle, they're able to determine based on essentially NAPRO technology, which is what we've been talking about today on, on today's show, women's health and hormones hormones and happiness. Well, if the hospital is able to determine that ovulation 
has not occurred and it's pro and that the woman has unfortunately experienced rape prior to ovulation what that means is that at this time there's the no, no potential for human life and so they can and will give plan b because in that instance the plan b is only functioning as a contraceptive it can't function as an abortifacient because there's not the potential at that moment for new human life because the woman hasn't ovulated, therefore creating the potential for an egg and sperm to meet and create a new life. Why would they use plan B at that time? Well, they would use plan B as there is an ex as um, as ovulation is always imminent. So the plan B would be used in this instance to help prevent any fertilization from occurring in the future not to prevent or not to kill any current and existing child. And they only know this when there's a level of certainty surrounding whether or not a woman has already ovulated and if there's a potential for new human life. And so that is the one exception that Catholic hospitals do indeed make to utilize Plan B. Now, some might say, well, this is a hormonal contraceptive. And the Catholic Church explicitly teaches against utilizing the utilization of hormonal contraception. That is correct. But in this case, the Catholic Church teaches against the use of hormonal contraception both inside and outside of marriage when two people are consenting to sex. In the case of rape, the woman has not consented to sex. And therefore, the use of Plan B is helping to prevent a new life from ever starting when there was no intention to engage in sexual intercourse to begin with. Now, this is a rare and really the only exception where a hormonal contraceptive can be used and licitly within the context of the Catholic Church. And that is within the context of rape and when there is a certainty that no ovulation has occurred, therefore no abortion, no killing of a baby in the earliest stages of life could happen. So that is a great question and it required a lot of nuance and distinction, but it is one that needs to be answered. So thank you so much for asking that question.